Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Medelsky, uh, excited to be with you this morning from a wonderful winter wonderland of Wasika, Minnesota. Wonderful show coming up today, some great guests I'm very excited to talk to. But before we get started down that road, let's begin as we should begin all things with prayer. And uh, we'll pray the, uh, the O Antiphon for the day, O Clavis, O Key. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. O Key of David, O Royal Power of Israel, controlling at your will the gate of heaven, come break down the prison walls of death for those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and lead your captive people into freedom. Amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me uh, in prayer. And uh, our uh, first guest coming up today is someone who knows uh, quite a bit about the O Antiphons and a lot of the other traditions surrounding Advent and Christmas and other times of the year. Uh, Kendra Tierney, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, would you mind uh, introducing yourself a little bit to our listeners? Yeah, uh, my name is Kendra Kearney. I run a website called Classical Year, and I'm the author of the Classical Year Compendium and the Classical Year Prayer Companions, which are books about liturgical living in the home. Um, I have 10 kids that uh, range in age from 3 to 20. Uh, we live in uh, Los Angeles area, uh, and my husband's uh passed away uh, in July uh, after a long battle with melanoma skin cancer. And do you actually uh, have a local connection uh, for some of our listeners in the North Dakota area now, right? That's right, yes. My daughter just got home uh, last night from uh, for, for Christmas break. She's a freshman at UMarried. Well, fantastic. I, I was excited to see that when, when you posted the, the trip to North Dakota, uh, since North Dakota is part of our network here. So I said, oh, it's, you know, she's coming to our area, too. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so uh, we, we uh, mentioned the word liturgical living. Uh, would you mind telling our listeners who might not be familiar with that concept what that means? Yeah, so the concept of liturgical living at home is the idea of taking the church calendar, uh, by which which gives us sort of the rules and rhythm of that we that we see in the masses, uh, the the different color vestments that the priests wear, the different decorations in the church, the different hymns that we hear, are all based around you know the liturgical calendar, and then there are feast days dedicated to all these different saints and different. Um, historical events and events in the lives of Jesus and the Holy Family, and they each have a special day on the calendar. And liturgical living in the home is this very ancient practice of, of observing those days with our families and in our homes, so that our Catholic faith isn't just something that we do just on Sundays or just at Christmas and Easter. It's something that 
that is really part of the fabric of our home life. And these species were specifically instituted, and there's a beautiful uh, encyclical um, uh, written about the institution of the Feast of Christ the King that explains that feast days are specifically instituted to help the laity um, learn about church doctrine and the lives of the saints in a way that's accessible and and that incorporates, you know, food and fun traditions and community and celebrations. Um, and it's been something that's been so effective in our family for a really long time and just such a great way to, you know, to incorporate our Catholic faith into our everyday life. Now, you mentioned this is kind of something that's always been part of kind of the Catholic culture, uh, but I don't, I don't think any, everyone is familiar with it. Uh, how did you kind of get started? Uh, what kind of got you interested in liturgical living? How did you kind of get, get more into that idea with your family? Yeah, you're right. It's definitely something that, that certainly in America we, we haven't seen as often in the, um, in the recent past. Um, and really it came about in our family because is, you know, when my oldest kids were little, and I didn't grow up with any of these sort of liturgical living traditions. I was raised Catholic. I was baptized. I had all my sacraments. Um, but really, that was that was it. It was a uh, you know we would go to mass on Sundays. We would uh, you know we we got our sacraments, and, and that was that was about it. And I knew that I wanted sort of a deeper practice of the faith. My husband and I wanted to, um, to, to have sort of a more thorough presentation of, of the faith with our kids, but we didn't really know how to do that. And so the first thing we decided is, all right, you know, we're going to do the, we're going to do the hard stuff. We want them to know how to say the rosary. We want mm. to, you know, observe Lent as a time of, you know, of, of, penance and fasting, we right. want to, you know, we want them to sit quietly in mass. And, and as I'm researching, you know, what are the things that we really need to do, I realized that while, while the rosary and fasting and all of these, these things are really important and definitely still part of our practice of the faith, I realized there was this whole other world of these days that I wasn't mm. familiar with at all. And not only were, you know, are they things that we could celebrate now, but they were things, that, they were days and traditions that were celebrated by Catholics for hundreds and thousands of years. And the entire communities would come together to celebrate these, these days. And, and it was actually through, um, you know, reading fiction, things like, you know, Kristen Lavin's Daughter and, um, and, uh, you know, kids' books like something called The Children of Noisy Village by the woman who wrote Pity Longstockings. And you realize yeah. that, that these ob- observing Catholic species with, with families and with neighborhoods and with parishes is just as important. It's equally important as, as learning how to do those, those tough things, that learning how to, how to fast is important, but also learning how to feast. And so I realized that trying to just do the tough stuff I was really presenting my family with an incomplete picture mm. of the fullness of, of the Catholic faith because there's so much joy and so many opportunities for, for celebration, for community, and also just like silly macabre associations with, with patron saints and, and funny, uh, funny feast day foods. And, and it's just 
you know, trying to slowly incorporate those pieces bit by bit in our family um, really has just has been fun. Fantastic. Yeah, it's it's really a, a whole other world out there. Once you uh, start start uh, getting a, a toe in the water, right? <laughs> it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. It's it's amazing. I love I love reading all the the things you have uh, on your blog and website and the book and and all. It's fantastic. Uh, speaking of that, uh, how did you decide to go from this? Because you mentioned that it was something that it helped your family, right? Uh, live out a more you know live that Sunday to Sunday faith. Uh, how did you decide to blog about it? How did that yeah. process work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and really it's because it it was such sort of a success in our family. And actually the the real uh, sort of the, the beginning of the blog was because I had written uh, the first book that I wrote uh, for Ignatius Press was uh, came about when I was preparing my oldest son for his first confession, mm. and I complained to my spiritual director that I couldn't find a book that I liked on confession that wasn't too watered down or too complicated that was, you know, just just right. And, of course, you know, if you complain to your spiritual director about something, <laughs> he might give you an assignment. <laughs> so he said, well, you should write something. And at that point, the only thing I had written regularly was our family Christmas card, <laughs> uh, but I decided to give it a try, and I submitted the manuscript to uh, Ignatius Press, who accepted it, and they said, all right, do you have a platform? And I said, I don't even know what that is. I'm not even <laughs> um, And so I decided that I would start a blog during the, you know, it takes about a year for... Um, for a book to go from the manuscript stage to actually being published. So in that time, I decided, you know, what am I going to write about? What's something that I love? And it really was the surgical living in the home. And, and boy, the blog just blew up in, in the little Catholic pond um, and, uh, and has really been fun to, to be able to share all this, something that, you know, we have loved so much. Absolutely, and and like you said, it, it's really blown up. I remember several years ago when I was working at a Catholic radio station in uh, northern Michigan, we set up an interview with you, and it was still kind of you know just at the start, and people were like who's who's that? What what's this Catholic all year? What? And uh, since then, it's it's kind of exploded, and now I I feel like almost everyone knows about it. What what's that been kind of like? You know, going from you know like you said, writing a writing your first book, and then okay, now I guess I have to have an online presence and, and write a blog to now it's kind of like grown and grown and grown, you know, now to even a series unformed, which we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit, but what's that been like, you know, to go from just starting something out to seeing it explode like that? It is, it is funny because people do notice us because I share pictures of the kids and we're sort of a spectacle where wherever we go anyway, <laughs> but <laughs> people notice us and come up and talk to us, but it's, it's overall such a positive experience because it's not, it's never felt like it's about me. It's always about the content. It's about trying to help people and share something that's worked for us. So um, we've managed, I've managed to avoid, I think, most of the negative side of being on social media of, um, you know, by, by the fact that, that, uh, that it's really always been about the content and about trying to, help people and so it's it's really been a way to connect with people all over the world and uh 
and learn about traditions in that you know that that people that follow me are are always eager to share about you know what their town does and I, I love hearing about stuff like that and just hearing from people who say that this has genuinely changed their lives when it's you know on its surface it's silly things like you know eating waffles for the feast of the Annunciation that doesn't seem really important and yet it becomes important because it, it sets the stage for a conversation because it becomes, you know, this tradition that you come back to each year because it makes our Catholic faith, you know, unique and important and something that, that our kids can't get anywhere else. And I think that's one of our favorites in our family, to be honest, is the Waffles for the Annunciation. Uh, when we did that interview, you mentioned that, that in the, in the Scandinavian countries, I guess, waffle dagen kind of sounds like the, the word for Ladies' yes. Day, which is what they use for it. And so traditionally there, they have waffles. It's even like a, a secular thing at this point, right, uh, there in the mm-hmm. Scandinavian countries. And, uh, yeah, we love doing that every year, making a big pile of waffles and, and celebrating the Annunciation, because why not, right? Like you said, it's, sometimes it's the That's silly right. things, right, that make that connection. And it's reclaiming, you know, reclaiming so many of these traditions that are really Catholic at their heart. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, absolutely. And it's those things that uh, I know, I'm pretty sure when my kids uh, get get older and move out of the house and everything, that I'm sure they'll still keep that tradition up that, oh, it's it's uh, March 25th, we should be eating waffles. <laughs> Trigger something in them. Um, if you're just joining us now, uh, Kendra Tierney uh, from Catholic All Year is on the uh, on the line with us talking about liturgical living and uh, and her her books and her her blog, uh, Catholic All Year, and all the wonderful resources there. Um, what's uh what's been kind of your your favorite i guess uh there's a whole lot of them uh you know and we we're just talking about the waffle thing but what's sort of maybe your favorite of these liturgical living traditions that you've kind of come across yeah can't i just pick a favorite kid instead <laughs> right um, <laughs> no uh i i think the the our favorite one and the one that's been most important for the longest time is is the one that we're in the midst of right now which is the christmas novena um, and it's, you know, nine days of prayers that uh, and we use a novena that was composed in, I think, 1797 by an a, a Italian priest using um, using scripture and prayers. And, um, and it's just such a beautiful way to, to prepare each year for, for the coming of Christmas in the midst of the hubbub of, of, and busyness of Advent. Absolutely, absolutely, and I know you've uh, posted about that, and it's also uh, mentioned in the in the second episode of your series on Formed, uh, which is kind of the natural lead into that. Uh, but we're up on our break now, so after the break, we'll be talking about that that series on Formed, and then about you know some other traditions for kind of the Christmas season people can use to uh, to help uh, amplify their practice of the season and and make it more more uh, rich. So stay tuned here on Real Presence Live. Nick Medelsky from wonderful Wintry, Wintry Wasika, Minnesota, joining you this morning. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts. 
including our signature show, Real Presence Live, the Real Presence radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. We appreciate all the support our eye care clinic has received over the past year. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses. Lumen Vision is located across the street from Saints Anne and Joachim Parish in South Fargo. We accept a variety of vision and medical insurance plans. To schedule an appointment online, our website is www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. This is Jake Warner, the State Deputy of the North Dakota Knights of Columbus. I was asked to explain if someone were to come to me and, and ask why should they become a Knight of Columbus. I can answer from my, my own experience, uh, and that would be um, becoming a Knight of Columbus has made me a better Catholic. It's made me a better uh, husband, it's made me a better father, it's made me, a, made me a better man. There are so many things about the Knights of Columbus that young men are really looking for, and, and they don't understand it's just as close as, as their local church. Becoming a part of, of the Knights of Columbus local council uh, opens up so many doors for you. In a society where people are known to be loners and going their own way and, and trying to figure out what's going on around them, the Knights of Columbus provides you a family, people that you can go to, resources that you can reach out to, ask questions of, get encouragement from, uh, not only spiritual encouragement, but, but all kinds of things. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And hello again, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Podelsky joining you live from wonderful, wintry Wasika, Minnesota. Happy to be with you this morning. Uh, also happy to be with Kendra Tierney from Catholic All Year uh, speaking with us this morning about her work as well as some traditions around the Christmas season. Uh, we've, uh, I, I, as I've shared, you know, my, my family and I, we've loved reading the blog. We've loved following uh, the page on uh, Facebook and, and learning all sorts of things about different traditions. Uh, in fact, my uh, daughter a few years ago uh, won, was one of the, the top three or something in one of the contests that you run on there periodically um, with uh, with uh, pictures of, uh, of uh, oh, it's how we, how we celebrate August and how we celebrate Our Lady in August, I think is what it was. Uh, but anyway, um, so we were really excited to hear the news that you have a uh, series on Formed now, and there's been two episodes released so far. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we uh, were really excited about um, about working with Formed on on this, which is, you know, it's a Catholic streaming platform, and uh, many people can get access to it for free through your parish. Um, mm -hmm. you can, they, they've got a place on the website where you can type in your uh, your zip code, and, uh, and a lot of parishes offer uh, free subscriptions to, to Formed. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a chance to... Uh, I, I've laid out what liturgical living in the home looks like on, you know, on my blog and in the book. I share photos of it on Instagram and, and Facebook. But, you know, what I hear from people so often is it still feels a little intimidating to try to get started. And so mm. um, I, I just wanted to show people, all right, here's what it looks like. Here's what it looks like when when my family is actually in the kitchen 
here are you know specific recipes that we use to celebrate particular feast days, and and here's why they're associated with the feast day, and really just what it actually looks like in one person's home. And so to be able to put that together, and we have an amazing team working on it. Um, Leo Savarino, who's the uh, executive producer of movies like Bella and um, Big in the Catholic World, and is a friend of ours and, and has uh, has helped so much. But and, and it's just been been so much fun for the kids and I to sort of have this big project to work on, and we're so excited to to share it with people. And again, you know, to to allow people just a glimpse at at what it might look like if you're. You know, if you're interested in in sort of taking this up as a lifestyle, because that's really what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I have to ask, because uh, I know on your blog and, and social media, you've been pretty open about, you know, family life and things like that. Uh, but uh, to me, at least, it would seem like a whole different experience inviting camera crews into your house and filming your kids help you make meals and things like that. Has that been awkward? Has it felt natural? What I, I'm curious what that feels like. Yeah, and I think it, it might be more difficult that we that it, it it wasn't just a crew of strangers. It was the the director is the uh, dean of students at my at my kids' school, uh-huh. um, uh, who had previous experience um, in, in TV, and uh, the director of photography I've worked with on my videos for a very long time, mm-hmm. Alyssa Mirzai. She's got nominated for an Academy Award last year wow. uh, and also makes my YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because I, you know, because I'm the godmother of her, of one of, of her oldest daughter. So it go. really was a, um, you know, uh, it, it's one of those things when God wants something to happen, he puts the right people in my life and then, uh, and then we're able to do it. And so it really was, um, it really was fun to work on and, and also, the, you know, the kids are used to my my crazy ideas and <laughs> <laughs> are willing to roll with stuff. <laughs> and uh, I can tell we were watching them the other the other night the the Saint Nicholas Day one and then uh, and then the other one that's up so far. And uh, I remember my wife saying. You can tell those kids really helped their mom cook often because they all knew their jobs. They were all lined up, you know, and they all knew what they were doing. So it was it was pretty impressive to see um, how how they you know, fell right into that. It, it's really cool to watch. Um, do we know yet how many episodes there are, what the kind of release schedule looks like? Yeah, and I do, I really do hope that comes across, is that, that it's that it's authentic and that this is really, yeah. you know, really what it what it looks like in my home. And yeah, so we are in talk performed right now. They, they definitely want to continue with the show. These first two episodes of St. Nicholas Day and Christmas Eve were sort of the pilot episodes, so... Mm. Um, you know, they wanted to see if, if people were interested in watching it, um, and, uh, and, and, and they do. So we're in talks right now to make, uh, to make more episodes for Lent and then for, um, ordinary time, uh, in, in the summer. So I'm, I'm very hopeful that, uh, that that'll happen and we'll get to, and we'll get to do some more because it really was fun and, uh, and nice for, nice for us to, you know, have that team around us and, and again, and be able to, to bring this concept to, to people in a, in a different format and, and reach different people that way. Cause I remember when I was a young mom reading some of these original liturgical living in the home <laughs> books 
Um, there's one by Mary Reed Newland called The Year and Our Children, and there's one actually by um, Von Trapp, wrote a really beautiful one. Right, and I yeah. remember reading them and just thinking, oh, no, that is way too complicated. I can't do any of that. <laughs> um, and, and, and it took me months to come back to, to try it again, and, you know, here we are. So what I really... What I really hope that the show will do is, you know, the the uh, episodes are based on one particular feast day, but really in them, what I'm hoping to do is, you know, explain in each of them little tidbits about, you know, why, how liturgical living in the home is, is associated with, you know, different things that, that we do as a family and how, and, and, and how it is this, you know, way to come together as a family, way to learn Catholic doctrine. And so... I hope people will, um, you know, will go back and watch the St. Nicholas episode, even though St. Nicholas Day uh, has passed, and that, uh, and they'll catch the, the Christmas Eve episode, and and that, yeah, hopefully they'll be inspired to to give it a try, and again, you know, to adapt it to what works for your family, and exactly what we do isn't going to be right for every single family, and maybe maybe cooking, you know, maybe uh, food preparation with with uh, 10 kids is not absolutely your, you know, cup of tea. <laughs> um, but, but that's then what, you know, sort of what we would be doing anyway. My my parents were big party throwers, and so are my husband's family. And so we love using the liturgical calendar as an excuse to entertain, to invite people over, um, and just to have special meals for our family. And so, you know, that's what we do. But really, it can be a... It's, infinitely adaptable to to whatever works for for one person uh you know particular family particular circumstances in that moment and that's that's a good point you bring up too is that a lot of these some of these liturgical living um books and and resources they get very in-depth about having you know this dish that they make in a certain region of france that you need this special spice that you have to mail order and you know things like that that are not doable for the average person but what i've always liked about uh your blog and book and and now the forum series is it's very clear that you know that if this is all you can do that's fine you don't need to go, you know, kill yourself to try and do some perfect, you know, you don't, <laughs> there's no gold medal for doing the perfect liturgical living this or that. It's just trying to incorporate the faith and in, in simple ways or more complex ways, if that's your, your preference, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, you know, some things that, that really, it's, it's about setting the stage. It's about creating um, opportunities for for talking about the faith, talking about how the lives of the saints can can inspire us, can and and um, and, and how we can learn that you know the saints are so different from one another, and and some of them feel very familiar to us. We feel like you know we had some of the same struggles that that we read about in the in this life of the saint, and then other ones we feel feels like they're so different from us, but it becomes, once you start talking about the lives of the saints, once you start incorporating these feast practices, you realize, you know, there's no one way to get to heaven. There's no one way to be a saint. Um, and and I think that that's such an important message for for kids and grown-ups alike. Um, and then also just this idea of how deep the, the, is the, you know, the, the pool of, of, the, of the Catholic faith and of Catholic doctrine and how 
uh, how considered are the you know the rules and the practices of the Catholic state. Um, and to me, it just parents. You know, we we want our kids to want to stay Catholic. We want our kids to understand their faith and and to keep practicing it even when they're not under our roof. And uh, and it is my opinion that liturgical living in the home is a really really good approach um, to try to make that goal a reality. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we only have a few minutes left together, uh, but I thought maybe you could share. Uh, just a few, uh, maybe liturgical living tips as we uh, enter this Christmas season here. Yes, absolutely. There are some really great particular feast days that occur um, during the Christmas octave, and then of course there's uh, observing the uh, days of the Christmas season itself, which are variable. But there's there's sixteen this, this year, but we mostly just call it the twelve days of Christmas. Right. Um, but there's there's a lot of really beautiful, prayerful practices that happen during Advent, and then, you know, Christmas can kind of feel like, the Christmas season can feel like a bit of a fall-off after that, but I think that's okay, because, you know, Advent is the time of preparing, and then Christmas is the realization of that, and we can maybe relax a little bit, but we always watch a lot of Christmas movies, we eat a lot of Christmas treats, we tend to do one uh, family Christmas movie every night for the 12 days of Christmas. Mm. Um, We also, um, we have our little the wise men from our nativity set. We call it the traveling wise men. So um, we don't do, uh, and, and uh, so for each of the 12 days of Christmas, the wise men move around of the house and then arrive, uh, uh, they move at night and they arrive at the nativity set um, on on the on the Feast of the Epiphany. Well, fantastic. And uh, if, if what we've been talking about today has piqued your interest, you can go to catholicallyear.com is the website, and uh, right there you can find everything that we've been talking about, the blog. There's links to the series on Formed. There's uh, links to different uh, the books and everything like that. So, again, catholicallyear.com. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Yeah, it was really fun. Thanks for having me. And uh, once we come back from the break, we'll be talking about Teens Encounter Christ and uh, what that is. There's an upcoming retreat coming up in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Talking about that after the break. So stay tuned here on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 